0: I'm Lindsay, a medical speech pathologist with a love of dogs, sarcasm, and holiday pay. The medical field can be intense, so to try and combat the exhaustion and add a sprinkle of humor, I created this podcast. Join me each week where I interview a different guest that works in some capacity of healthcare. They will share their personal stories, ups and downs, and moments that will truly leave you speechless. This week on the pod, we have Beth. She is a, correct me if I'm wrong, Beth, a sports dietitian, um, mm-hmm. and we're really excited to have her. You're our first dietitian we've had on the pod, so welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, so start by just giving us a little background in terms of like kind of how you got into the field you're in, the different settings you've worked in, and kind of where you're at now in your career.
1: Yeah, so I guess um, I've known that I wanted to be a dietitian since high school, so that was kind of the easy um, easy career path for me to, to go decide, but then once, once I got into college is really where I um, learned that sports dietitian was a thing. I was an athlete my whole life. I was an athlete in college, um, but I didn't realize that there was actually jobs for dietitians in sports, um, and at the time, there really wasn't. Um, most of my career... Has been spent working with collegiate athletes, and at that time, which wasn't all that long ago in the grand scheme of things, um, there was only 12 full-time sports dietitians in collegiate, Um, but I was able to kind of get an internship in college that got my foot in the door um, with that, so then went on to grad school um, in sports nutrition and exercise physiology and worked as a GA in sports nutrition, and then just really never looked back. I've worked since then at two other universities in that setting um until recently in the last six months or so i've stepped out of the full-time role in collegiate athletics to start my own private practice as well as work for a performance nutrition platform so kind of seeing the business side of things as well as still practicing um, in sports nutrition working with my own private athletes from high school athletes all the way up to the professional level so kind of a quick version there but really have just yes
0: i just have a question i guess i don't know a lot about like the specialty areas so much i mean we work with dietitians all the time at the hospital especially as speech paths like if you have like patients on like tube feeds um and you know just or like your failure to thrive or they're not getting enough po intake and so that's like been the primary bulk of my experience working with dietitians but you said you went to your grad program specifically because it was, like, a specialized program for sports nutrition. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, so you kind of have to know before you even go on for your master's if you're going to want to, like, pick, like, a niche like that.
1: Yes and no. Um, I mean, to be be a sports dietitian, you don't have to have your master's in sports nutrition or ex fizz. It's recommended now, but it's not – required after that it's more or less like where do you go get your experience but we all start out like my undergrad was heavily clinical focused just because that's kind of the foundation and even in working with athletes I'm using my my clinical hat every day so that's really our foundation as a dietitian, and then also food service um and like more community nutrition and then from there is where you can kind of specialize and and whatnot and within clinical there's a lot of specialties too. Um,
0: yeah, I just, I guess that's like one area I don't know a lot about. It's like, I only know like the little narrow focus of like what I've worked with in the hospital setting. So it's kind of interesting to know all the different areas. Um, very cool. I, I think I'm really excited to have you on too, because it is such a different little niche than anyone else that we've had on and it's healthcare, but it's like such a different side of like mm-hmm. the field so um I also think that your stories are going to be probably a lot different than mm-hmm. some of the other ones you've heard just because of like the settings that you've worked in um yeah so I'm excited to hear that so with that being said kick us off with your first story hopefully I can provide well
1: um yeah I mean ironically a lot of uh my funny stories do have something to do with some some form of a clinical case not not the last one I'll share that one's just silly but um I guess the first one is so what a lot of athletes and obviously my average population age is like 18 to 21 22 year olds um you they're still kind of in that growing up but awkward stage so some things that I have to talk about with them as a dietitian can be awkward and this athlete in particular was well, I guess at this time, when we first started, we didn't know his diagnosis, but ultimately, he was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, and we went through maybe a, a two-year process of trying to figure it out, um, and in that process, I obviously had to ask him about his bowel movement and talk to him <laughs> about his poop, and I think this maybe he was a second semester freshman, maybe a sophomore at this time, and just even using the word poop around him made him kind of like squirm in his chair at the time <laughs> and i had a you know i have to get information and i had to go as far as pulling out this um document that i had from undergrad where i actually had one full quiz that was literally on, on poop and what poop can tell you about somebody's nutrition the shape the size the wait color, is it of it's like
0: both. the bristol isn't it like the bristol something there's a name <laughs> for it right Yeah, I can't. Where it has, like, the little pebbles.
1: Yeah, it's literally a poster. Yeah. Yes. We had a poster of it that I used to study. Yeah, I want to say it's called, like, the Bristol
0: something, like, scale or something, because I used to work with a doctor that had it on a mug.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Track that mug down and send it to this athlete. Um, So I pulled that out, and after telling him, like, talking about poop with me is normal. I'm not going to go tell your teammates what your poop looks like. Um, we got, we made a little headway and then we got into kind of the, um, the quarantine time for the start of COVID and I was working with him remotely and I knew we made some ground because he shared with me an Excel spreadsheet with details and with numbers and how often he was going. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) so now this kid's a little serious about how his poop. Then we got a little bit further and did not ask for this, but he started to send me a text message picture of what his poop (laughs) would look like. And then the Over the Edge, where I absolutely had to cut this off, because when I got the pictures, I was like, okay, what do I say? Do I embarrass this kid? Do I have him cut it off? Like, this is just weird. We delete the message. And I got a FaceTime. And that was a little bit too much. And probably one of those moments where, yeah, I I did not answer. (laughs) But then I got a text (laughs) message asking, why I didn't answer the FaceTime because he wanted to share how normal his bowel movement
0: looked here's the thing too like because I feel like in the hospital if you get patients that are close to your age the conversations do get yeah. that much more uncomfortable like if this if you were working yeah. with someone you were talking to a person that was in their 60s 70s 80s about their poop they're like yeah whatever who cares but something right. about like the like because this this kid you're working with is like 18 19 and at that point you were in your what like mid-20s oh this
1: is uh like two years ago so okay upper 20s upper 20s so it's like yeah Yeah. you're
0: like close enough in age where it's just like it makes it way more painful oh yeah and you're trying to be professional but you're also trying to not make them feel uncomfortable and it's like those are the things that can be so weird to navigate yeah yeah and then I was like
1: oh did I bring this on myself because I told him it
0: was okay to talk to me about
1: his poop well yeah the good news is the moral of the story is you know we did start having normal food so we we did our job but i didn't need to see
0: it (laughs) right you're like maybe the rapport got a little bit too good (laughs) a little bit too far
1: so i did just have like on our next on our next console i did just have to say hey i don't need facetimes
0: i don't need any more pictures
1: i think the tracking for your own for your own uh benefit is good but beyond that that's a little bit too far (sighs) oh
0: Okay, well, interesting so. start. <laughs> that is story number one. But a yeah. successful case study. What do you right, yeah. What do you have next for us? Yeah.
1: So the next one um, actually came coming back from COVID when we didn't have a ton of contact with, with uh, our athletes too. Um, this athlete had gone to the dermatologist and he had started um, the acne medicine, um, acne team. And he's like, so my doctor told me that I need to start supplementing with vitamin E. Well, I guess actually let me back up. He was referred to me because he was having, um, dizziness, headaches, nausea, lightheadedness, et cetera. Um, and for not really like too much of an apparent reason to his athletic trainer or the doctor. So as I'm going through um, my initial consult and talking, talking to him about this, he shared this information with me um, openly and just said my doctor had me start taking vitamin E supplementation. Um, and that was that. I was like, okay, do you know what brain you're taking? etc.? And he didn't. So then he, I, whenever that happens, I have them sending a picture of the supplements that they're taking later on when they get back to their dorm just to check for safety, to check to make sure they're taking the right amounts, etc. I didn't think anything of this. I'm like vitamin E. What? What could it hurt? Didn't really um, know much of his symptoms. Well, send him on his way. Kind of gonna do a little bit more of like diet analysis. He sends me his picture and tells me how much he's taking. He's taking about 3,000 IU's of vitamin E, which is 10,000% of the <laughs> daily value of vitamin. E. 10,000%. Ten thousand percent. Every like the daily value is fifteen milligrams, which is like
0: <laughs> I don't even know what that is and I use,
1: but I just remember looking at the label and one pill was um like nine hundred and ninety nine percent or something and he was taking multiple of them. And, and, you know, vitamin, like multivitamin labels, you look at them and it's got crazy percentages And most of the time, what we say is like, you're going to pee most of it out unless you're deficient, etc. But vitamin E is a fat soluble vitamin. So we don't pee those out. We pee out water soluble, which are like our B vitamins and vitamin C, but like A, D, E, and K, you actually can have toxicities. So now I start to research this because I've obviously never dealt at this point. I had never dealt with anybody with a, like a vitamin toxicity. And sure enough, headaches, dizziness, nausea, tiredness, lightheadedness, all of the above can come from vitamin E toxicity. So now I've got myself convinced that that's what's going on with this kid. And I talk with his athletic trainer and she goes and tells him immediately. So then the next appointment that he comes in for, we're not sure. We're not sure about him. he, He just likes to kind of take things and run with it to get out of his workouts or whatnot, but and then my follow-up consult with him to start talking about him, and he, (laughs) I can't even describe it without, like, acting it out. I'm almost gonna, like, act it out in my chair. He starts kind of just, like, blank staring past me, and his eyes almost start to roll back into his head, and then he closes them really quick. He says, I need you to shut off the lights. I need you to shut off the lights right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, are you okay? He's like, no, my head, my head, I need you to shut off the lights. I think it's, I think it's the vitamin E. I think it's getting to me. And then he's like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. I need you to shut off the light. <laughs> and he starts just like freaking out in my office. And I have no idea what to do. <laughs> no idea what to do. And we have about 15 minutes of this of him just kind of almost like freaking out in my office, acting like he's going to pass out. The lights are too bright. I don't have like. Dim, dimmer lights. My office was in an old storage closet that we turned into an office. <laughs> so I had to turn out the lights and use the flashlight on my phone to finish the consult with this kid. Long story short, I had found out that the athletic trainer kind of gave him a heads up, and I think he maybe went and looked up the um, symptoms of vitamin E toxicity and kind of took it to the next level as more of like a Drama King story. But um, all of that to be said, we had to start meeting in my office in the dark until his headaches, quote-unquote, were, were cured. And we weaned off of the vitamin E and um, all the all salt. But I will say that that was probably one of the most awkward uh, and unsure
0: of what to do consults that I've ever had in my office of <laughs> meeting with this kid in the dark. <laughs> it's like the placebo effect. You're like, athletic trainers, like you're taking too much of it. And then he's like, oh, gosh, quick, dim the gym lights. <sighs> yes well and then
1: i mean the funny thing was this, a strength coach would say the same thing he would whenever he was doing pull-ups he said he couldn't do it because his head was facing upward and as he would pull up he would see the lights
0: and he'd want to pass out and he'd pull up the bar. Yeah. so he didn't well, like pull-ups and- that's a crafty way of getting out of pull-ups <laughs> yeah uh that is an awkward yeah. age though like at the, like i'm just like mm, yeah. yeah 18 to 22 like You've probably heard like all of the best best slash worst excuses because they're just like mm. oh yeah yeah just like kind all of manipulative oh, yes
1: yeah <laughs> like when I was even thinking about this I was thinking more of just little snippets and like just like no common sense like sometimes I work with the smartest athletes but
0: the dumbest athletes <laughs> <people are> like. <laughs> <laughs> you're like how did you even get into this school like what's happening are you meeting right, your GPA right. requirements cuz like we should not <laughs> be having this conversation right now. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I love it. I'm here for number 3. What do we got?
1: So, the third one is actually from a coach um because I had to do everything related to not to not laugh by the end of it. So, um sometimes I think our coaches think that we can wave a magic wand and um just fix everything that they think is a problem and um It was a football coach. It was a, one of our position coaches. He had come up to me, and we were at training table. It's our athlete dining meal or dining hall. We were going into the spring semester, so off season. Typically, when we're trying to work on a lot of body composition changes, and he he walks up to me, and he's like, Beth, I gotta talk to you. Can we come, can you come over here? I gotta talk to you. And he gets like this like game stance almost. He's like, so so and so, I really need you to work with him um, in this off season. You see. Something happened during during the season where he gained all of this weight in his belly and he's almost doing like the like the Aaron Rodgers like belt fish, like motion. <laughs> he's like he gained all the weight in his belly. I need you to take that and need you to move it up to his shoulders. We need more strength up on his shoulders. So can you he help, you know, flatten the belly, move that weight from his from his belly up to his shoulders. Um so we're ready to go by <laughs> we're ready to go by the end of spring season. And I just... I've never laughed out loud in front of a coach before and i really almost did at that moment in time because just looking at him the silliness of it the silliness of his request um it took a lot out of me to to not laugh and i i to be honest i can't even remember my full response but i think i did say like yep i'm gonna get with you know our strength coach our athletic trainer it's gonna be it's gonna be a team approach here and we'll, we'll do the best that we can I go to the athletic trainer and he said i'll tell you i'll tell you the one answer for that it's too much pizza and beer (laughs) And we just had a laugh about it but
0: you're like yes sir let me grab my wand and just magically move around his entire body composition real quick
1: yep yeah we're just gonna pick belly fat up to the top of the shoulders
0: you're also like maybe you Um, should take a seat and i'll tell you what i do and what i don't do
1: (laughs) yep exactly (laughs) Yeah, and I'm depending upon 18 to 22 year old kids to actually listen
0: to what I do. So right, like that would require them to actually follow through on what's being said, and he he should know better than anyone that that's not super reliable. Right. Yeah. So
1: yeah, that was it was definitely left of not too much not too much to say in the terms of uh, us speechless here.
0: <laughs> so Beth, tell me if you weren't a sports. Dietitian, what's another career path that you could have seen yourself taking?
1: Um, yeah, I think I would still definitely do something related to food because it was food. Um, I probably would want to go to culinary school and actually be a chef. I don't know if you remember that, Lindsay, but I, I yes, college, I went through like a mini like life, right? I called it my mid freshman year crisis and thought I was going to drop out of school and go to culinary school. Glad well, I didn't do that then because I'd probably be a broke chef in Philadelphia or wherever I was going to go. Um, I remember particularly I pastry quarters, chefs.
0: Yeah. Like yes. you did a lot of desserts and like yes. cake decorating and stuff like that. So that seems like it would fit. Yeah. Yeah, I would love it. Do you still wow. dabble in that? Like, is that still a big passion outside of work?
1: It is. Yeah, I love to cook. I so still definitely love to bake. Yeah. Um, My husband loves and hates that I love to bake because sometimes I do too much of it, and (laughs) so like have to eat it. Um, But yeah, no, I love to to bake, and I haven't done a ton of uh, cake decorating recently, but want to get back into it. So,
0: I love that because it's like related, (laughs) but also a way different skill set. Like, I can see the connection, but obviously very different.
1: My my sister always called it job security. If I do all the baking, then I'll always have that nutrition.
0: (laughs) But I think there's like a huge market for like a combined dietitian slash culinary. Like right now, there's just so many different like gluten free and like keto Mm -hmm. and like dairy free, like all these like different avenues where people like you need good substitutes to have it still taste good. But, like, there's mm-hmm. just a lot of, like, different, like, restrictions and different kind of things that people are either need to do or are choosing to do. So I feel like that could be, like, mm-hmm. a power duo that you have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would be sweet. be sweet. <laughs> one day down the road, we'll see. <laughs> that can be, you know, it's not like you have your hands full just starting your own private practice or anything. So you just start yeah. another business all at the know. same time. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's fine. Who needs free time? Great idea. (laughs) One of my favorite things to ask people is a quote, either from a coworker, a patient, a family member, in your case, an athlete or a coach of some sort that just stands out to you and stays with you to this day. So what do you have for your quote? Yeah.
1: No, like I said, I have a lot of little silly stories and just like funny quotes. Um, from them but this one is one that I'll always remember it's from actually my first full-time job like probably the first semester on it so I was going through my usual intake form and then we obviously have like we do like a food frequency questionnaire and on there naturally is the question of alcohol and some of them will answer it straight some of them will say no some of them will um skirt around it well this athlete in particular was like no no i don't drink any alcohol well at least any alcohol that matters for nutrition and i was like oh what kind of alcohol would that be that doesn't like matter with your nutrition she's like oh well i only drink vodka it's clear like water so it has no calories (laughs) that was one where i had to bite my bite my tongue and go through an explanation
0: of vodka and alcohol and how calories work but yeah so vodka is clear like water it has no calories I was literally trying to rack my brain like where is she going with this like mouthwash like right like that's like alcohol yeah but not like drinking it and like not bad like I could not figure out where that was gonna go right oh my gosh right okay well there you go and hopefully, she graduated from college and is doing well. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I do. I only stayed there for
1: two years, so I'm not sure how
0: she <laughs> Lost track <was>. of her.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Okay. Well, this transitions nicely. The last thing I want to ask you is, obviously, in your undergrad and in your master's program, you know, they can only train you for so much until you get out into the real world and then – there's a lot that you just kind of learn as you go and learn th- through those experiences. So what's something that stands out to you that you just felt like when you got out into like the workforce, you were just very unprepared for.
1: Um, I mean, just in my setting, we really have to use all of the hats um, of a dietitian each and every day. Like, Our clinical hat, our food service hat, our um, community hat is worn every day. It's just kind of like, as much as even like learning from like mentors while I was just an intern, like just an intern and only seeing such a small sliver of that, you can be like, oh yeah, okay, sure. And then you actually have to do it. And then just understanding the amount of brain energy that goes into that every day um, is something that you just kind of have to learn. And then also we turn into sometimes team mom, nurse, chef personal grocery shopper uh covid i was an uber eats driver essentially so you just kind of have to turn it on when you when, when you need to and that's something you can't prepare for you just got to do it
0: yeah just the the best most well-paid uber eats driver there ever was yeah
1: yeah no literally delivering to quarantine um oh my god. to quarantine think. yeah what well, was a lot of like when they first got back and nobody knew what to do. Nobody
0: knew how to handle it. So this is what we had to do because we promised their parents we'd feed them. So Beth would feed them. You, you <laughs> promised them not knowing what sort of circumstances it would take to do so. <laughs> right. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking your time to share stories, being our first dietitian. Um, I want to give Beth's, Uh, business a little shout out you can go on instagram and follow her at purposeful fueling and that way people can pick your brain or come ask questions um because i certainly had no idea all that was involved in you know sports dietitians specifically and she's a yogi and she's a yoga instructor so hit her up guys she's got all sorts of goodies um but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your yeah. stories. Absolutely, thanks for having me. Felt fun to yeah. to reminisce on them. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a blast hearing from this week's guest, but I know there are more wild stories to be heard. Share your crazy moments at info at speechlesspod Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you like to listen. And I'll be back next week with another guest who will be sure to leave you speechless.